Hello, friends. I just want to take a quick second to tell you guys about a sponsor of today's episode, Anchor.com. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it is the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free and it's super easy to sign up for. If you just go to anchor.fm, put in your information, you don't owe them any money and you never will. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. The app is super easy and convenient to use and it makes it so stress-free to make your own podcast. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. I remember being so excited when I saw that Anchor had put my podcast on Spotify so quickly, and I remember being so excited knowing that so many people were going to have access to the things I was creating. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And Anchor makes it so easy to get sponsorships. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm, that's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started today. Hello friends, I'm Taya. And I'm Sammy. And we're here with our friend from the Audenity podcast, Janine. Hello, thank you for having me. Yes, we're, we're super duper excited. Victor did very well, so we like having guests. <laughs> um, Victor was an episode, let me tell you. Um, and today we're going to be talking a little bit about the Hookman urban legend, maybe some other urban legends. Um, we're trying to get into more of the spooky stuff on our show, so Janine is all about that spooky stuff. I am all about the spooky um, season. So we're just going to... All about the spooky season. I've been listening to your show constantly lately and I am obsessed with it so I listen to it when I do yoga I listen to it when I drive to work when I drive home from work when I'm at work (laughs) um all I'm and I'm at work all the time so we're just here I wanted to take a quick second to tell you guys about our featured show of the week grading the nerd that podcast is super awesome I personally love it so much the hosts are super funny they do an incredible job it's just so much fun to listen to great for literally anything I love listening to it when I do like homework or when I'm cleaning it's a super funny show they do an incredible job so make sure you stick around for the end of today's episode to hear a little bit of word from their hosts thank you guys always always listening so yeah do you do you want to get us started you can um, go ahead I'll let well, you start I, it. you know okay so I come come from a place where urban legends and folklore are just something that we do um, storytelling mm-hmm. the narrative side of storytelling in particular um, from a communication standpoint when you're talking to somebody else, if somebody asks you about something, you're not going to be like, oh, yeah, whatever. And then that's the end of the conversation. You start to create a narrative. Yeah. And because mm-hmm. human beings are narrative creatures, period, we decide that we're going to create a story that will tell that other person what it is we're experiencing or how we're feeling. Um, And I think that that's kind of the cool thing about urban legends. Um, A lot of them were created as kind of cautionary tales. Um, Basically, if you go there, something bad will happen. If you do this, something bad will happen. If you do that, and so on and so forth. Um, So when it comes Mm -hmm. to the Hookman urban legend in particular, 
um, that urban legend was actually designed um, purposefully to deter teenagers from going to lovers' lanes and places that were kind of out of the way yeah. to get it on. <laughs> because their parents yes. did not want yeah, them. Yeah, I, I got that too. Yeah, because their parents did not want <laughs> them to do that. Um, and so they would say, yes. well, you know, if you if you go to this particular lover's lane, it's in the middle of nowhere. Nobody can hear you scream. That's horrifying. Yeah, it's going to be bad. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And that's yeah. yeah, that's scary. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, the, the yeah. fact that we have this, you know, this this creature created then. And, and I mean, it is it is a creature in essence um, mm-hmm. that's kind of concocted to instill terror that's what he's there for definitely that's his bag you know that's his job um mm-hmm. so yeah it's it's kind of fascinating i don't know if you guys wanted to um tell the urban legend yeah we i can okay. do that um and sammy can learn about it with us because yeah she's, i i she's have never no heard idea about um there are but i looked it up yeah. Yes, I took I took some notes nice. on that. Um, when I looked it up, my immediate thought was in in Shrek Spooky Stories. <laughs> um, it's a, a Netflix chart. They actually had a version of this where it was like Gingy and his girlfriend uh. were in the car, and they had the classic you know radio announcement. So basically, the Hookman legend, what one of the versions that I found, basically a teenage boy asks his girl a little girl on date. Maybe they're dating. Maybe they're not. Maybe it's something happening and they go out to the the quote-unquote lover's lane whatever in their town is like the place where the people go to you know hang in their car and do the no-no things <laughs> and so they go and they'd be sitting and they'd be doing the no-no things and on the radio would come on and they'd be like crazy announcement there's a, a crazy madman on the loose and sometimes there's a murderer and sometimes there's a psychopath some someone dangerous and scary that people are like oh no this is dangerous and scary and the girl would get all scared and be like okay we got to go home and they would hear some noises and it would be spooky and they'd be like, all right, we got to get out of here. They'd drive home as fast as they can and when they get out of the car, the boyfriend goes to open the door for the girlfriend and there's a bloody hook on the car door. And so it's kind of like a... The, the, back to what you were saying about like the warning thing, a lot of people took it as like, they almost, he almost got you, but you guys stopped. If you didn't stop, right. oh. would have been over. That's it. So, that's the premise from one of the versions. It sounds like when I used to whine a lot when I was young, (laughs) and my parents told me that if I didn't shut up, they'd send me to Snooty Snoot Island. Oh. (laughs) Yeah. I love your parents so much. Yeah, for me, it was uh, was a place called Mount Cashel. If you don't stop complaining, we'll send you to Mount Cashel. And it's funny, actually, because that was actually a boys' home for, like, orphan boys. So oh. I don't really know why they would send me to Mount Cashel in particular, but it was like this thinly veiled threat, right? Like, we'll get rid of you if you don't stop. You yeah. Don't give it up. Yeah. Yes, definitely. I My parents always told me if I didn't like, I'd be like, I don't want to go on this trip. And they'd be like, if you stay home alone, you're probably going to get kidnapped. Right. And I thought that was when the police came to your house and took you to juvie. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why, but my immediate thought was, oh, they're going to arrest me if I don't go. Because... So yeah, that I mean, I found I feel like that's kind of how it is with all of the urban legends. But I feel like this one in particular, like you said earlier, was made to be like, don't do the no-no things, or the hook man's gonna get ya. Well, and you know, you talked about the good ending. So the bad ending 
um, as seen in, uh, let's see, the film Urban Legend, I believe, came out in 2005, correct me if I'm wrong? Um, sounds right. So, <laughs> whatever, sounds legit. Um, yeah, so yeah. in that particular Urban Legend, they play it off as the bad ending. So the bad ending is mm-hmm. they stop on the way home, the guy gets out of the car because he has to take a leak, and... She says, well, I'm, you know, whatever. He's like, just wait in the car and we'll, you know, we'll go home eventually. Um, and after a while, she's like, where the hell is he? <laughs> you know, because some time has passed. Yeah. She's like, what the heck is going on? So she mm-hmm. gets out of the car to look. And uh, I believe there's something about a strange noise, too. There's like a strange scraping sound. Yeah, yeah, I got that, too. And then she gets out of the car. Yeah. She looks and hears her boyfriend's body dangling feet first over the car just completely eviscerated and it's his fingers that are scraping mm-hmm. on the roof of the car as he's swinging back and forth yeah um so i found a similar one but in the one i found the uh, i found it as the boy the boyfriend legend in the ones i found he was hanging from a tree oh sure mm-hmm. and i actually so, in in the film, different endings in the, the same film, thing urban legend i believe they do have him hanging from a tree i think that that is yeah um and it's yeah. kind of an interesting same type of yeah, ending, though. Right. I mean, it's it's kind of an interesting um, an interesting thing that um, pop culture has informed urban legends so much and caused them to grow exponentially. Um, yeah, definitely. I recently uh, sent an email. I really wanted to have him on my podcast. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard of Jan Harold Brunvand. I feel like the name rings a bell so for me. Yeah, Brunvand is essentially like the end-all be-all of urban legend the man coined the term urban legend that's where that came from Mm, he he came up with it um and so Mm -hmm. i sent him a message and i said hey you know big fan have all of your books literally um you know really super interested and whatever and he just kind of said you know i'm retired whatever i can't you know i don't want to be doing this anymore he's in his 80s yeah um so he was oh yeah yeah so i mean he was super nice about it and was like you know hey here's a list of other people that you can contact who are still doing the work or whatever. Um, but mm-hmm. I mean, the, you know, it's, it's just so interesting that one person can tell a story and it's like the telephone game, you know? So like you read it direct yeah, from Brunvand and then you go from Brunvand to me. And the way that I tell it is going to be mm-hmm. slightly different than the way he told it. And then I'll tell it to you in the way that you yes. tell it. And then the way that Sammy tells it, it's all going to be different. There are all going to be deviations. Yeah, definitely. Um, and that Hookman legend, where I come from in Newfoundland, Canada, there is a version of that legend. And it actually, it, mm-hmm. it entails, like, places in the province that I'm from. Where, like, if yeah. you go here, well, that that's, you know, that's bad. You don't want to go there because then the Hookman will get you. Mm-hmm. Um, and it kind of reminds me a lot. Oh, wow. Yeah, like, it kind of reminds me a lot of, um, I don't know if you've seen the documentary Cropsy. No, It's a really awesome documentary. Um, the, the guy who did yeah, it. Yeah, I'll have to watch it. Yeah, the guy who did it, um, his name is Josh Zeman. Um, he also mm-hmm. did another documentary called Killer Legends, which is specifically about urban okay. legends. Um but Cropsy is, is kind of the same as far as the Hookman is concerned. You have this, this entity or this, this creature, uh, quote-unquote, who is mm-hmm. in a certain place. And if you go to that certain place, 
you're going to get hurt. Something bad is going to happen to you. Um, yeah. You know, and then you and then you think about like all of the like like the um, the slasher films, you know, of the '90s, where mm-hmm. like, well, if the you know scream queen has sex or drinks alcohol or does drugs, she's done for because then she's no longer pure. So we have this concept then of purity, linking purity to it. And then you have Mm -hmm. the hook, which if you think about it, the the hook, you could, you know, a a guy is trying to get his hooks into a girl. You know, and this concept of like, you know, deflowering or, you know, whatever. And this, this metal object mm-hmm. being used in that way. So, I mean, it's, it's very, you know, it's, it's very violent. It's a violent urban legend. Yes. Um, but it has so many cool little threads that you can kind of pull on, you know? Yeah, yeah. definitely. Well, and like looking at it now, like if my parents told me that, I'd be like, yeah, right. <laughs> but I also feel like that's partly influenced with like technology and things like that. Cause when this legend was like, beginning and was like really circulating in the 1960s um i found 1950s but you said 60s so probably around that time people were probably like yeah if we did that's what's gonna happen because there wasn't as much like media things to be like well that's not gonna happen um like if i was living in that time i'd probably be terrified i'd be like oh i'm never gonna do that now (laughs) i'm good it's not like you can google it i I say as a single teenage girl but yeah, well, because, and that was the other thing, too. Every website I looked at, I looked, like, ten different websites. Every one of them had, like, different things. Yep. So, kind of like you were saying, how everyone tells it a little differently. Everyone, there was, like, a couple. The main idea was the same, but every, like, little details would change. Yep. And I feel like the way yep. every one of them would tell it would make me feel a little different, almost. Right. Like, even the difference between, like, the there's a hook in the door and the boyfriend's hanging from a tree. Right. Those are very different outcomes well and i mean there's another part of it too where they hear something on the radio about an escaped mental patient who has a hook for a hand yeah he's you know he's in the area because the mental asylum is only a few miles away all of these little things yeah even the weather like you know oh it's Mm -hmm. it's a lovely you know spring evening oh it's you know there's a thunderstorm like everything and anything in between just kind of tweaked and pulled and twisted so that the narrator definitely can get the desired effect from the person that they're narrating to. Mm-hmm. That's pretty interesting. It's pretty fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. When even thinking about the way like a parent might tell this to their teenager versus the way a teenager might tell it to another te- teenager. Like if my parent told me it one way, it would probably be a lot more like threatening right. than if I told Sammy, I'd probably make a joke out of it. <laughs> be like, well, if we go, if we go in the car, the, the hook man's going to get right. us, you know? Yeah. And I can't say it would be the same back then. I don't know if they'd make such a joke out right. of it, but it's, I mean, it's kind of a general theme for the way all communication between parents and kids and more kids and kids happen. Right. Like, the way my parents tell me things, sometimes I'm going to go, well, Sammy, <laughs> now we're going to guess, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So, it's it's interesting, yeah. definitely. Um, and you also mentioned um, the origins of this story are from the 1950s. Um, I found 1950s. Yeah so, yeah, so the reason why you found 1950 is because it originally appeared in a Dear Abby column in 1960. So they backdated it ah, to okay. say, oh, this has been circulating for 10 Got years it. already, um, which it had not. It had just that been, makes sense. Just been in- invented or created. Um, so I have the oh, Dear okay. Abby column, if you're interested in hearing oh, it. Oh, yeah. 
And it's kind of yeah, definitely. It's, it's very sixties. So yes. <laughs> so um, it says, "Dear Abby, if you're interested in teenagers, you will print this story." I don't know whether it's true or not, but it doesn't matter because it served its purpose for me. And then she has the um, you know the the whole thing outlined and is like, "Okay, this is the story." Mm-hmm. Um, And then it says, uh, let's see, I don't think I will ever park or make out as long as I live. I hope this does the same for other (laughs) kids. And then I don't have a response. Um, But, I mean, it's it's really interesting, too, that, um, you know, in this particular tale, it says that the hook man has the prosthetic on his right hand, and it's never his left hand. I I found that, too. Yeah. I don't know why that is. Which is interesting. Yeah. Well, and I was trying to think about, like, if it's on the passenger side door, if he was, like, right-handed yeah. and he was trying to, like, reach to get in the door, maybe that makes sense. But if he was, if he had a hook on his hand, why would he be right-handed? And I was like, well, that doesn't really make right. any sense. So, But it, because I found that either it didn't say what hander it was or it was always the right hand. There was never, like, he had a hook on his left hand. It was like he had a hook right. on his hand. Or on his right hand, yeah. which is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I'm not sure why. Is there a difference in hook? I don't know. I mean, Maybe they make different left-handed and right-handed right? hooks. I mean, I, you know, I I'm suppose not. it could be that for most people, the dominant hand is the right hand. Um, yeah. You know, being left-handed yeah. is kind of the, um, you know, not necessarily the norm. Most people are right-handed. So maybe mm-hmm. that's why. Um yeah, maybe it's like the generality of like most people have a right hand yeah. and and yeah. any this could happen to anyone. Right, yeah, the relatability maybe they're aspect. trying to like make it Yeah. Possibly. Absolutely. That's a a way to look at yeah. it. Um hmm. that is that is very interesting. Yeah. Um and it's it's funny cuz I was thinking when you were saying when you read the part where she's like I will never park a car <laughs> or make out with anyone ever again. Right. I was thinking about how like when I was in, like, middle school and people would send those things on, like, Instagram where it would be, like, this person was bullied and they got pushed in a well. And if you don't repost this and send it to ten people, you will meet the same fate. And I was like, I will never, I will never bully anyone and I will never, I will never go near a well ever again. <laughs> and it's, like, the same type of thing where it's, right. like, a kind of threat where when you don't necessarily know as, as much as we do now, especially with the way technology is, I think, yeah. like, that, I did not yeah. sleep. For like a week, someone sent me that, and they were, and I was like, I'm not gonna resend it. And I waited like an hour, and I was like, I already waited an hour. It's over. I'm so done. I didn't repost it immediately. Like this is this is how I meet my fate, right. getting pushed by down a well. And like now I know that that stuff doesn't happen. But yeah, but it's so yeah. funny how our minds jump to those conclusions. Mm-hmm. Like if you're alone in your house and you hear your dishwasher running, it. It that might scares be me a murderer every time. In house. Yeah. Every single time. But if your cat's home, then you can just blame it on the cat. Right. It's just the cat. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting how the mind can kind of just like immediately be like, well, that, that's what's happening. Right. And if, if I park my car ever, I'm going to get murdered. So. Yeah. Well, and you know, in yeah. terms of urban legends, um, you know, they're, they're designed to do something. Um, and they are absolutely mm-hmm. designed. Um, there's an author. Yes. Um, her name, uh, her last name is Zacker. Um, I believe her first name is mm-hmm. Alyssa. Uh, Alyssa Zacker. Um, and she, she yeah. penned an article called Urban Legends Modern Morality Tales. Um, came out in 2010. And um, according to Zacker, 
um, urban legends, and, and she's studied these for, for years and years and years. Um, she's an expert in the field as well. Um, but yeah. she says that they have to meet a certain criteria. So she actually has criteria laid out for every urban legend that it's supposed to follow this kind of... Oh, this wow. is the bar that it has to hit in order to be called an urban mm-hmm. legend. So the first one yeah. was the story has to contain outrageous content in an everyday setting. So if you mm-hmm. think about... Fair right, enough. So you okay. think about the Hookman, um, you think about the Choking Doberman, um, you think about mm-hmm. Humans Can Lick Too, I don't know if you're familiar with that one with the dog licking the guy's hand, and it turns out that it's actually a guy who's broken no. into his house and is licking his hand. Oh! Um, I feel like that sounds familiar in yeah. a way um, oh but all of, i feel like all of these sound familiar uh, in a way they've just been kind of twisted so i don't recognize one. it by that um, name another really good one is the mexican pet um where the lady goes to mexico and she finds a dog but it turns out to be a rat and it's like uh, <laughs> i mean there, there's so many there's so these many remind me ones. a lot of i feel like it's kind of like scary stories to tell in the dark sammy and i talk about those books a lot we really like those i feel like those are all, in a, I mean, not all of them, I would say, but a lot of them, in a sense, are kind of those, but twisted right. differently. I feel like some of the best horror movies are the ones that are, like, childhood treasures. Like, yeah. things you wouldn't find scary right. that are then warped so that they haunt your dreams. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> like, me reading scary stories to tell in the dark in third grade and being like, oh, well, I can't... Like, the the scary story to tell in the dark about the, the toe in the soup oh. and, like, the woman who's, like, missing her toe. I would not eat soup for years because I was like, I'm going to find a toe in the soup and the woman's going to come kill me because she's going to think I stole her toe. And I was, I was scared of soup but for, you like, know what? forever. You should be scared of Wendy's chili because that actually happened. Yeah. <laughs> what? I will, I will never to eat a friend Wendy's of a friend chili. How did I not hear about mm-hmm. this? Oh my gosh, oh actually, my God. that's, I'm so sorry for your friend's friend. <laughs> no, that's actually, that, that sounds so, traumatic. So I'm not sure if that actually happened or not. Um, okay. The point that I'm trying to get at is <laughs> Wendy's chili, everybody knows, is made over, you know, it's made with the leftover burgers that they have because, you know, they, they make them fresh every day, whatever, yeah. yada, yada, bullshit. Um, but they crumble <laughs> them up and they put them in the chili. And so there was a story oh, circulating about um, somebody who cut their finger off and it fell into the chili, and then somebody else bought the mm-hmm. chili and found the finger in the chili. Now, I don't know if that story is true or not, but yeah. I have been told that story multiple times from multiple different people. Yeah. And it's always... Me too. It never... <laughs> and this is another point, too, on the on Zachar's um, criteria chart. So... Mm-hmm. The story origin is anonymous. You have no idea where that story came from. Oh. You're like, well... Yeah, it just kind of, everyone just right, knows and it. it happened to a friend of a friend of mine. That's like the the go-to, yeah. you know, when yeah. you want to tell your friends about Someone it. Someone did it at some right. point. It's like, yeah. yeah, it happened to a friend well, of a friend. Well, like when you say a friend of a friend of mine, I'm like, okay, someone you know, but I have no idea who right. that is. Exactly. So I'm just like, oh, it happens to someone that I talked to's friend's right. friend. And it's not like and you then, could pick yeah. up a phone book and be like, well... She said that it was so-and-so, so I'm going to call him and check Well, it. she talked to this person, then this person talked to... Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm yeah. going to go check it. I mean, maybe I would, but I, mean, I wouldn't. <laughs> and there, there will be no possible way for you to do I that mean, either. 
Like, <laughs> yeah. just kind of impossible. Yeah. It would take some serious FBI-level right. stalking right. skills. Yeah, what's what's a phone book? <laughs> oh, dear. Wait, are you serious? No, but, like, oh, have oh, you... Oh, I thought you were serious. <laughs> Did I just date myself? What happened here? <laughs> I think she was joking. I hope I, I hope mean. she was joking. Yeah. I know what a phone book is. It's like I'm, that thing where with, it lists all the, the numbers. numbers. In it. Okay. Yeah. White pages? Yeah. <laughs> you got it. I'm in. Yeah. You got oh, it. Dear. Good job. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um Yeah. It's that's definitely right. true. So then the other um criteria, you know, there's there's like five or six of them here. Um Mm-hmm. The multiple incarnations, the story is anonymous. Um, no matter who tells the story, it starts with, it happened to a friend of a friend of mine, and then there's no credibility at all from there on out. Mm-hmm. Um, then there are some aspects of the story that are plausible, and they have a ring of truth. So it's like a deserted location, yep. car trouble, murder. Those are all relatable things. Um, and then yeah. the final criteria is the story has a purpose so it's not just a story for the sake of a story it's a story telling you to stay out of the deserted places and making whoopee in Mm -hmm. your parents car because that's not something that you're supposed to be doing yeah basically Um, definitely yeah Yeah. one i feel like a lot of stories these days derive from them but they've been around for so long that we don't even know at this point like people will tell a story because yeah. like all those things you're mentioning i was like yeah i've heard that before but i never would have like thought of it as an urban legend per se and i never i didn't like know it by any of those names right. i was just like oh yeah a friend of a friend told me about that at one point sure. like i heard of something like that sometime um and i feel like a lot of them are like that yeah. in a way yeah well and i mean you know like but. i said in the example with the chili um it's hard to tell whether or not that actually happened unless there's like documentation online of like a court case or whatever. Cause I'm assuming that person yeah. would sue. I mean, I would sue if I found a finger in my chili. Um, oh yeah. That's just me, I guess. Yeah. But when I feel like it's one of those things where, because it's almost, it's like just so out mm-hmm. there, but still just a little believable that when you say like my friend found a finger in their chili, I'm not going to be like, well, what Wendy's was right. it? I'm just going to be like, oh, that's really crazy. And it's like just believable enough for me to be like, okay, but it's like just f- far out enough that I like feel like I can't question right. it. Like I'm like, oh, well, yeah. sounds credible enough. I'll take it. Right. And that's how I feel like a lot of them are. Well, yeah, and I, I mean, feel like the moral of this story should be don't eat at Wendy's. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Wendy's. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I like their chicken sandwich. Okay, it's it's fine, you know. Yeah. Okay, but not the chili. Okay, so don't yeah, get the chili. They get back at McDonald's pretty well on their um, Twitter feed, so I like. Yeah, that. that's that's, that's true. I my first finger in a fast food item was actually a McDonald's burger. Mm. But I heard it was a toe. Yeah. I I heard big toe in a hamburger. How do you get big a toe, toe in a hamburger? I don't know. It was just, it was just there. Someone <laughs> just, their toe fell off in, near the burger meat or something, and it got in there. I, I was hmm. like seven. I wasn't going to ask. All right. I just believed it. I was a very gullible child. I just believed everything. <laughs> if there was a toe in the burger, there was a toe in the burger. No ifs, ands, or buts, Sammy. Okay. That's how it was. Well, I mean, on the... Did you never get an appendage in a food item story? You never had one? 
as a child? I was kind of... I didn't really pay attention as a child, mm. though, <laughs> as we've already established. <laughs> What's a phone book? <laughs> yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. Um, bad stuff, and I, I mean, guess. you know, the... You're talking um, about the Wendy's chili. Right. Well, I mean, the, the Hookman urban legend <laughs> um, didn't come out of thin air, right? Like, it was created, it, it mm-hmm. came from somewhere, and the closest that I can tell... Um, is in the 1930s, um, there was a guy who uh, was going around actually killing people um, on Lover's Lanes. Mm. And the killer was never caught. Mm. Yeah. So, I mean, he he was never caught, which basically means he could have done it for a very long time. And it might be a thing, you know? Um, And then, of course, you have um, the the Texarkana Phantom, um, who you know mm-hmm. was killing people in in Texarkana, Texas, in 1946, um, and he did the same thing. He he was on lovers' lanes and he was attacking yeah. you know young couples on lovers' lanes. So I mean, at least two instances before that story appeared in the Dear Abby column. Um, I mean, you know, there's some basis to it. Yeah. it, it came from somewhere. Yeah, definitely. I think a, a lot of them are... Like, someone probably did find a finger in a, a food item oh, once. I mean... And then people were like, oh, well... <laughs> I I wouldn't be surprised. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, they all... That does make sense that they all stem from somewhere, no matter how much of it was actually real at one point or not. Right. Everyth- everything has to come from something. Sure. Um, so, yeah, that that would make sense. And I think... Going off of what you were saying, where like they were never caught, so he could have still been doing it. That also kind of leaves like the anonymity, where like it could be anyone, and he could be anywhere. Yep. Like we don't know. Yeah. So maybe he was killing people in the 1930s, and he took a break. Right. But maybe he was only 15 when he was yeah. killing people in the 1930s. So he could still be young enough to be killing people in the 60s, and it could be anyone. Uh, I mean, absolutely. And that's kind of. Um. Like, that would scare me more, almost, to be like, literally any person could just do yeah. that. I mean, any anyone could do that right. now, but it's especially when, like, there's a pass, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, well, this person's just out yeah. there. Like, that would that would scare me a lot. Right. <laughs> well, and um, also, uh, the Texarkana Phantom, um, that's still a legend that's told in Texarkana, Texas. Um, there was actually a movie created mm-hmm. called The Town That Dreaded Sundown. Um, and it's shot oh, in wow. like kind of yeah. faux documentary format, so like you're seeing it from the killer's perspective. Okay. Um, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. I mean, they show it every year at Spring Lake Park, which is where a lot of the murders happened. Oh wow! So every October. Oh, that would uh, be scary. So for every me. October, <laughs> everybody drives out to Spring Lake Park and they sit in their cars and they watch this drive-in movie of the town that dreaded sundown. And it's literally something that happened in their town. Mm-hmm. Members of their community were murdered. Yeah. Um, and they, they yeah. show this film every year without fail, every October. Well, I don't know if they showed it this October or if they will. Um, pandemic, yeah. yada, yada. But. That's that's really wild. I feel like that would feel weird to me. Um, well, you know, it's, it's I don't know. Like I don't, taking I a mean, tour of downtown Milwaukee where Jeffrey Dahmer picked up his victims and having members of his family yeah, in the crowd. Yeah, that's... I mean, you yeah. know, it's just not, it's not exactly. Um, 
it feels a little bit like, oh, maybe you shouldn't yeah. be doing yeah, that. Yeah, it's iffy. But, I mean, it's their town, so I guess they can do whatever they want. Right. I guess. I don't know. I didn't have um, anyone get murdered in my town and have a movie made yeah, about right. it, so I guess I can't really have an opinion here. Yeah. But, I mean, I not that I know of, at least. Right. So I don't think I want to know that. <laughs> um, and I kind of, the, the movie thing almost made me think of the Blair Witch Project a little uh, bit. I feel like that kind of could be applied. Sammy and I watched the Blair Witch Project together this summer outside in my backyard. It was an experience yeah. for us, you, to say the least. Sammy dolls? did not watch the end. Her eyes were closed. See, I my dad wanted to, and I very carefully kept a close eye on him uh, for a lot of time yeah. following the movie to make sure he wasn't going right. to. For the longest time when I was in like middle school, my friends and I were going to watch it outside and then camp in my backyard after we watched it. And my dad was like, hee hee, I'm going to make little sick dolls and hang them outside. And I was like, why would that even matter? And then I watched it and I was like, oh, that that's matters. why yeah. that would matter. And I know if he did that, I probably would have like ran away from home. Oh, yeah. Okay, but you have to understand that in the middle of while we were watching this movie, a raccoon just showed up. <laughs> a raccoon jumped over the fence in my yard and ran between <laughs> us in the middle of the movie. And it was terrifying. It was really scary. We thought we were going to get... Killed by the Blair Witch. <laughs> we really did. It was it was very traumatic for us. Yeah. Um, but now we have a story to tell. I so. I have <laughs> run into more than one person who believes that that movie is an actual like documentary, like found footage, and is real. Yeah. Um, yeah. We asked my dad before, and he wouldn't tell us. So the entire time we were like on the edge yeah. of our seats. But I was kind of like, this can't be real. But it was like the whole time I was like, this can't be real. Right? I mean, I I sat in the college classroom (laughs) next to people who were pursuing college degrees. And they were like, yeah, that Mm -hmm. actually happened. What? Wait. (laughs) You need to rewind. Pause. Like... No. Like, no. <laughs> no, it didn't. Like, I, <laughs> I don't think they would have released I, that. I, if, I mean, maybe they would have, but was they real. would have made a movie I, out of it then and, like, sent it yeah, to the large like, guys, cinemas and, like, screened yeah. it. I, oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that would be... I mean, at least it's entertaining to talk to these people right. and be like, <laughs> well, it's real, and you'd be like, yeah, mm-hmm. Yeah. So well, I mean, real. That person Super that real. I'm talking about um, also didn't believe that the Holocaust happened, so you know. Um, <laughs> oh, there, so there's just yeah, things. There were d- things different happening. Different strokes going on upstairs in the old head. It box. was just there was, yeah, yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there was there was just some stuff that we just can't understand yeah. that was just going on up it there. It was over my head. I don't. You know, yeah. fair. You know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess you can believe what you want. <laughs> um. I don't know if I don't know if history is the type of thing you can just choose not to believe. History politely disagrees with you, but (laughs) I think every teacher I've ever had that taught me anything about history would probably say you're wrong. But I mean, I guess I guess it's technically not hurting anyone. So, so from your from (laughs) from your and, and Sammy's generation, what what are the urban legends that you're telling now? I mean, are they just like creepy pastas that um, are kind of circulating? Or I mean, yeah, it's it's kind of faded away from us a little bit. More more was like when we were in middle school. Like I was saying, I think the biggest one I remember as of late was the Momo. Uh, do you remember that one? 
That's the last one I can remember. That's, I think, the most recent one I remember. I don't even remember what it... I think it was the one where people were, like, sending anonymous text messages. And if you, like, answered them or something. I vaguely I vaguely remember it being something that if you answered it, then Momo was going to come kill oh, you right. in your sleep or something like that. Yeah, kind of like... Um, Do you remember I, what I'm I talking about? The one I remember that I was in, like, second grade, and I was like, oh, my God, is this, like... Uh, what? Um, it, someone told me that if you stayed up until 3 o'clock and said Bloody Mary three times uh, or something... Bloody Mary was a big one. Then she'd appear in your mirror. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, I had never stayed up that late, but still, I was like, this is this is scary. Right. I do remember one night, I was probably in, like, I, I was pretty sure I was still in elementary school. I had a mirror in my bedroom, like most people do. And I woke up at, like, 9.57 or something. I look at my clock. It was almost 10. And I was kind of laying in bed trying to fall asleep. And at, like, 10, probably a little bit after 10 or right before 10, my mirror fell off my bureau. Mm-hmm. I think someone was, like, moving in my house. But it was, I was, like, I didn't even say <laughs> Bloody Mary and she's here. Like, what did I do? She's just coming to visit me. I didn't invite her. I didn't ask for this. And my, I was, like, now she's breaking my right. mirror. Which I, I like that mirror. The mirror was fine. It didn't break. That would have really scared me. But I was like, that terrified me. I do remember that. I didn't yeah. even think about that one. But, oh, they're really going to show me a picture of Momo in this article? I didn't need that. That picture, <laughs> I don't care if it's fake or not. It gives me the creepy crawlies. Yeah. I don't enjoy it. Um, yeah, so it looks like it was just a type of thing where people, like, sent a message. And if you got, like, this message, people would be like, oh, no. Here she comes. And, like, everyone believed uh, it in the entire country. This one was saying, this this specific article, article is saying that Kim Kardashian posted on Instagram. She's like, guys, you better be careful. Momo's <laughs> coming for you. But, I mean, Kim Kardashian seems like the type of person that might believe in Momo. I mean, so, I'm not terribly surprised by I that. I think that goes without but saying. That... <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the one I probably most recently remember. Yeah. And that that spooked me. And I don't get spooked too easily, but I, I was a little unsettled after that one. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, for my generation, yeah, it that's was, the most it recent was one. emails. Like, it was chain letters. Mm. Um, yep. Yeah, we had a lot of those, too, still. Yeah. I mean, and, you know, when you those consider... Those scared me a lot. I mean, I was, <laughs> I was born in 1981, um, and I got my mm-hmm. first personal computer when I was, I think I was 16. Um, and they didn't, they yeah. didn't have them at my school. It wasn't something that like you could just go to school and use. Um, that's, that's a luxury now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. I had this personal computer. It cost me like $2,000. It was like a oh, wow, base, yeah. like the most basic computer you could possibly mm-hmm. buy for two grand. Um, and yeah. you, you'd get these emails and they were like these in-depth, you know, send them to 10 people. If you don't do it by midnight on Friday, you're going to die. Like, it's just going to happen. Yes. Something, you know, the, whatever. Yeah. The, uh, a bus is going to hit you or something terrible is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Please forward this. Yeah. Um, and one of the most popular ones that I remember is um, the one, oh, what was it? It was like, it had something to do with going to the gas station. And oh. making sure that there was nobody in your back seat because the person in the back seat was going yeah. to get out and hide under your car. And when you weren't looking, they were going to cut your Achilles oh, tendons yeah. with piano wire. 
Oh, that's yeah. very specific. But it's funny. So <laughs> what's really funny about that is I got that email just last year. Mm-hmm. So I got oh, it wow. in 1996, and I got it in 2019, and it's the same damn email. Interesting. It's the exact same email. Yeah. And the reason that's... why I got it wow. was because one of my friends said, I know you're a driving instructor, you know, you because I, I do that off and on. Um, you know, I know you're a driving mm-hmm. instructor and, you know, when you get out to gas up your car, please, you know, please, please, please be very careful because there might be a guy hiding underneath oh my your gosh. car with piano wire. And I'm like, yeah, it didn't happen. Really? <laughs> it didn't happen. No, man. no one, no one did that. <laughs> like, I feel like when, by the time that type of thing got to us, it was more, we had some of like the ones where it was like, you're going to die. But I feel like the ones I got were more like, if you send it back in the next 10 hours, tomorrow will be the best day of your <laughs> life. Yeah. And your crush will like you back. And right. you'll get a message from, from someone who you haven't talked to in a while. So I feel like they morphed a little bit by the time they got to us to be a little bit more positive. Yeah. Um, I still hated them. I was like, please stop sending me these. Obviously, if I send this post to 10 people, the person I like is not going to profess their love to me. Right. I'm not stupid. <laughs> um, and I feel like now I'm seeing them, especially on TikTok. I don't have, but I see them like reposted on Instagram where people are like, tomorrow will be the best day of your life. If you like, comment, follow, and share. Yeah, right. And I'm like, really? <laughs> like, that's, they're like, it will happen, but only. I'm like, okay, yeah. guys, that's a little much. But then you see them and like people are like doing all this stuff. And I'm like, okay, so people yeah. believe that. All right, like these people are getting some traction yeah. of someone who doesn't even have TikTok. But is I mean, a lot them. of those. But it's interesting a to lot see of the people that are doing that now too are like my dad's age. Like my dad is like sixty three. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's yeah. saying that he's sixty. He's not. He's sixty three. Um, but <laughs> he he like goes on Facebook and sees these just random things posted and is like, that looks like something that could be a thing. Share. Yeah, definitely. Like, Dad, don't yeah. Do don't do that. It's not true. It's a waste of your time oh, and your effort. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Definitely. My 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 grandparents get caught up in the spam email. Yeah. It's yeah. like I could see that. And I'm like, "Grandma, the spelling is You're wrong." Right. <laughs> <laughs> like the title of this email is right. wrong. Like like yeah. just read a little. Just got to look. Like send but send yeah, $2,000 to Cameroon. And you know, when yeah, you do that yeah, exactly. Oh god. I used to work at a motel. Yeah. Um and that was like mm-hmm. the big thing at the motel was pill scans. So like people who desperately mm. needed medication and couldn't afford to pay for it um, because their insurance wouldn't cover it would meet up with these people online who were always from Cameroon because there's like no laws in Cameroon <laughs> I guess I don't know um, yeah I guess that's the thing but they would come to the motel yeah. they'd rent a room and they'd stay overnight and it was only for it was a one yeah. night stay they actually asked for like hours like can i stay blah hours and it's like no we're not a brothel oh <laughs> like you can't stay yeah, blah not how that hours. works here sorry stay overnight so they'd stay overnight yeah. and then the next day we would have to call the police and have them removed because they wouldn't leave they would just be at the hotel oh. and be like i can't leave because if i leave what if this guy shows up with these pills that i paid two thousand dollars for I can't leave. Oh, yeah. So they'd have a freak out. And then, of course, the police would have Mm. to tell them, listen, bro, (laughs) like, 
That was sorry, fake. Sorry. And sometimes <laughs> it was even so well, con- well, well constructed, um, in air quotes, but it was so well constructed that they would say, well, you know, we got, we're sorry we're late. We got caught by the police on the way there. Um, but this cop is crooked, oh so if you send us, like, another $1,000 um, to Western Union, we can bribe this cop, oh, and then we yeah. can get your medication. I mean, it's just, it's awful. And, mm. I mean, they're scamming people who, like, have cancer <laughs> and need medication. Yeah. That's terrible. So it's and, playing on... And they're de- if they're desperate enough to, like, do yeah. this, they probably don't have the money right. to, like, do this. Mm-hmm. But they're doing yeah. it anyway because they're at that point. Yeah, yeah that's really interesting. Yeah. And I mean, it'll break your heart to see people being physically removed yeah. from a hotel room, you know, and like their yeah. son has leukemia sure. and needs medication. And you just paid three grand for medication that would normally cost $30,000. I mean, let's just throw a number out there that's ridiculous yeah. because that's how much it costs. And now mm-hmm. you're pulling this person out and, you know, I, yeah, it was just, it was craziness. Yeah. It was craziness. Yeah, well, and you have to imagine, like, if, if these people are, they're like, I got to say, because I, I gave them $3,000. Yeah. So, like, they are they have to come because I gave them my money. So, yeah, I can imagine it would be, and you could tell them, like, it's not going to happen. Like, it has to be right. real. I gave them yeah. money. I can imagine that would be really hard, yeah. yeah. Well, and I mean, they even got, like, email confirmations, these very elaborate email confirmations from Western yeah. Union. That they designed yeah. an email back to them, and it's just like... Oh, you know, like, I'm so sorry. Like, it tears my heart out to have to tell you this, but, like, you gotta go, dude, or... I really don't want to be the bearer of bad news here, but... Yeah. It's... Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that's rough. Dang. So, I mean, urban legends can play, it seems like, several roles, um, one of which is to... Oh, yeah. ...fear, and the other one is to rip people off. Basically. Yes. (laughs) Which you didn't, I didn't even, like, think about it that way until we started talking about it. But I'm like, yeah, you're right. I guess that technically does count. Um, Because even with, like, the text chain, things like that, I never, you never know where they're coming from. They just kind of come out of nowhere. You're like, oh, I got it from a friend. I got it from a friend of a friend. They appear, and they're they're clearly doing something right right. because we're talking (laughs) about it. But right. it's in the news. <laughs> it, is, it is interesting yeah. to see the different ways. Yeah. yeah, it's interesting to see the different ways they take shape because I'd never even thought about it like that, yeah. in all honesty. Yeah. Well, and, I mean, we're coming yeah. up on Halloween. Like, how many times did your parents yes. check your candy when you came back from trick or treating because there might be razor blades in your Snickers mm-hmm. bar? Yeah. That actually, speaking of razor blades, I don't know if you heard about this, but a grocery store near us just had to recall an entire, like, uh, thing of pizza dough because people were finding razor oh blades in their pizza dough. What? But, like, actually, seriously, wow. like, not urban legend-wise. Like, people were finding real razor blades in their pizza dough. I found a staple in my pizza when I was in fourth mm. grade, but... That? No. But was it from the school cafeteria? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. That... That probably just right. fell in there. And like the office supply whatever. closet was right um, here, and the place where they were making the pizzas was right here. So, yeah. I mean, it just makes right. sense. You know, the, the bag was stapled shut, I mean, and they just, an extra one fell yeah. in there when they were stapling it yeah. close. You know, but yeah, that's I mean, how it is. On the topic of but. Halloween candy, because it's seasonal, um, I mean, when I was growing up, like, we went out trick-or-treating. We were out until, like, 1130, 12 o'clock at night, and people were still giving out treats. Mm-hmm. And you just went everywhere. You went by yeah. yourself. Like... You went with, like, five kids oh, who were yeah. the same age as you. And it was no big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in the... I think it was in, like, the 19... 
I think it was a, the the reason why Halloween is not the same as it was um, is because people mm-hmm. kept saying, "Well, I found a razor blade in. I found you know, someone gave me drugs." You know, like when I went to their house. Yeah. And none of those claims were ever founded. Never. Yeah. It's, it's not a thing, mm-hmm. except when you mm-hmm. consider parents who intentionally put things into their kids' candy. Um, and there was actually a guy, oh, yeah. um, his name was Ronald Clark O'Brien, if you're into true crime, um, Google him. Love because, it. Yeah. Yeah, um, definitely. But he gave his son yeah. a poison pixie stick. He actually put cyanide powder oh, in, a, in a big pixie stick. And he told the police that he oh, got it wow. from this house, and he, you know, he pointed the finger at the guy at this house, and luckily that guy That's... was working that night and had an alibi, but... He blamed somebody yeah. else for it. He was oh, the tearful awful. father on TV crying about the loss of his son. Mm-hmm. And he took that pixie stick in his hands and he rolled it to break up the cyanide powder because it had hardened. And he literally poured that uh-huh. down his son's throat. And, and he's oh my known, goodness gracious. He's known as the candy man or the man who killed Halloween. That's Ronald Clark O'Brien. Oh, interesting. I'll have to look into that. I love that type of stuff. I actually remember very specifically, I think it was actually the first year I ever went trick-or-treating without my parents. And I was with a group of kids, and we, we were approaching a house, and one of the girls in the group was like, "You, if you get candy for you, you've got to set it aside. We can't eat that. And I was like, why can't we eat it? And she was like, my parents told me this woman sells drugs, so she probably put drugs in the candy. Right. And I was like what and my parents were a little bit more reasonable so I got home and I was like I got this candy from this lady and my friend said it was poison but I think it's fine and my parents were like they were like it's not open like there's not like obviously this isn't bad so like it like my parents were rational about it but like you're right people and I mean her parents didn't go as far as to put drugs in our candy but I'm not surprised that some people would do that right it's kind of like in the the sixth sense the the girl whose mom was poisoning her soup and she kept getting sicker so she kept feeding her the soup because yep. she kept getting sicker from the soup and then have you ever seen the sixth sense no i haven't sammy yeah. i know oh it's, my goodness we're gonna have to um, watch it now yeah I, yeah it's really I interesting they call that um munchausen by proxy um when the yep. mother has to consistently keep the child sick to yeah that that happens yeah, yes it happens a lot actually yes um Definitely. Yeah. I think I read a book on that once. Yeah. I really like that type of stuff. I don't like people getting murdered I by mean, their parents. I like well, right. I, I enjoy weird <laughs> and odd and strange and macabre stuff. So, I mean, when that kind of stuff pops up, yes. it's not like I'm like, woo, like I'm just interested. You know, I, I want to yeah, learn definitely. more about it. Well, that's the thing. Like, I like talking to people like you because when I'm just talking to Sammy and I'm like, I found this dude on the internet that sells femurs and I kind of want to buy one. And she's like, <laughs> Why would you buy a femur? I'm like, because it's cool. Why wouldn't you like, buy a femur? Cool. I'm like, that's... <laughs> I'm saying, thank you. I mean, thank you. I mean, I like to decorate sale. with taxidermy. <laughs> like, what? Yes. I, I just... It's cool. It's just what I do. It was on sale, Sammy. It was $20 off. <laughs> I had to buy it. Oh, you actually bought it? <laughs> what? No, oh, I didn't. I really wanted to, though. I convinced her not to. Yeah, Sammy had to talk me down. Well. <laughs> it was still $200, and I am still a student. Oh, uh, that's fair. But yeah. someday, right. someday, I will own a full human skeleton, and I stand by that. Yeah, um, 
I want one really bad. I don't bad. have a medical skeleton. For science? Um, for science. But I do have um, two ribs from a medical skeleton that are perfectly formed. That's so, so like, cool. I want to put them in a shadow box because it'll actually be a heart. Oh my gosh. It'll look like a heart. Oh my gosh. So I want to put them in a shadow that box. That sounds like the coolest thing in the entire world. Next to my mummified cat. And that would be so epic. Yeah. I saw the cat on your Instagram. I was yeah. looking at your Instagram. It's you really cool. If you want a little tour of the creepy room after we're done here, I can do that. Um, I yeah. would love nothing more. I because I've been seeing like in the background of like your videos on Instagram, like some of the cool <laughs> stuff you have, and I'm like, well, and that's all the geekery. Like that's, the fact that the I did not geekery. hear of you sooner. Like I love it. Yeah. We're totally. This is so cool. I have a windowsill of skull themed things mm -hmm. that I have to. It, it goes in front of me in yeah. class, so no one can, like, see it right. and, like, be like, what's going on with her? But I I work at a craft store, and we had all our Halloween stuff, and I get a discount. So, of course, I bought all, all of, of it. The things. I have a skeleton. I have a skeleton <laughs> sitting in a bathtub, but his leg broke off, so I filled the bathtub with tiny bones. Oh. I love it. It's my favorite thing in the entire nice. world. It's a little weird, but I love it. <laughs> um... So yeah, we should probably wrap up because we've almost been doing this for an hour. Um, do you want to plug your show really quick? Um, Please plug yeah, your show really absolutely. quick. Yeah, um, absolutely. The name of my podcast is The Odd Entity Podcast. Um, the Odd Entity. Um, you can find mm -hmm. me on Instagram or Twitter at IdentityPod. Um, and if you have any story suggestions or anything like that, uh, you can email me at theidentitypodcast at gmail.com. Yes, and her show is amazing <laughs> i love it so much um as i mentioned earlier i listen to it all the time so definitely check her out um if you want to email us you can do that at offbeatworm at gmail.com we love hearing from people every time we get an email i text sammy and i'm like sammy we got another email and it makes us really happy if you like the show and you want to leave us a review on apple you can do that under the offbeat worm podcast and you can also do it on pod chaser now if you look up the offbeat worm podcast give us a review we just got that we're very excited um make sure you like and review janine's show as well because it, it it makes heart it makes podcasting hearts happy to get some nice indeed. positive reviews yes. Um, it's so good. You can follow us on Instagram at offbeatworm. Um, we're trying to use the Twitter more as well, so it's same thing, offbeatworm. And we're gonna wrap it up for today. Any closing statements, Sammy? Wait, we're on Twitter. We're on Twitter. <laughs> Yay, we're on Twitter. We've we've been on Twitter. <laughs> okay, we're on Twitter. <laughs> we've, we've been on Twitter, but we're gonna start using Twitter. So, well, you know. Thank you. Uh, thank you so much. This was really great. Was I had a lot of fun. The That's coolest cool. thing ever. Victor's got nothing on you. <laughs> I hate to say it, but yeah. we, we love Victor, but this was definitely, this takes the cake. Um, so thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll catch you on the offbeat. Hey, I'm Zach. And I'm Tim. And we're the hosts of Grading the Nerd. So what do we talk about on Grading the Nerd? Uh, a little bit of everything. We cover movies, music, TV shows, getting into other things like books and video games also. What do you think of them, Zach? They're all trash. Oh, I think they're <laughs> glorious, my friend. <laughs> so it's a comedic take as we review these and have vastly different opinions on most things. That's uh, Grading the Nerd. Come find us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and other platforms.